millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to One Up Delivered Through the AI podcast channel. This is part two of E3. Uh, Carl, still with me. We're going to get straight into it and we're going to start off with Devolver. We're going to try and not... (laughs) De, uh, dawdle on, on all this stuff but Kyle you, you watched all of Devolver um, you've highlighted a couple of games there what what have you recommended for the people yeah so Devolver Digital as always was batshit crazy um, tongue in cheek I mean they, they they started their showcase by a few you, you know their previous showcases with the, the kind of faux head of the company Nina and there was a lot of blood and guts and and murder on the stage. They they broke the the third wall of their third wall and suggested that, or sorry, the fourth wall rather. We're going with third wall, and um, by suggesting that that was all just a marketing gimmick suggested by some guy, and Nina was just some junior executive in the Devolver Digital offices. And then they spent the whole show acting as if all their games were part of some premium pass, which doesn't actually get you anything. That that seemed to be the, the joke there. So as always, it was pretty pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, as always, you know, we know Devolver Digital. What they they even poked fun at it that they're you know an indie game isn't an indie game if it has a, a publisher because that's what they do. They publish indie games. So there are a lot of interesting little titles, but a couple that stood out for me. Firstly, Death's Door from Acid Nerve. It's uh, coming out on July 20th. It's a very artsy looking game, and it really reminded me of Bastion, which, as I've said many times on this show, is probably my favorite indie title to this day. So this this got me, and you're, you're, you basically play as a, a crow with a sword, and guns and such and you're going around this world and and it it very much seems to play like bastion but that's that's a good thing in my books given how much i love that game so i'll be checking this one out and the other one is demon throttle from Doinksoft, which is a scrolling cowboy shooter so it kind of reminds me of og games like gain ground and the like but what's interesting about this game is it's only being released physically like it won't be deva- available to download, <laughs> so you can only get it from special reserve games. I, it's 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 bizarre. I mean, I I can't think of any other examples of this in in modern games. So I, I'm I'm almost intrigued just to buy it, given my love <laughs> of of physical media, just because that's the only way you can buy it. I mean, um, I like it. 
I be unique. I like it. Yeah, like it's it's just something completely different, and it, it's gonna. Uh, it, I mean, some people that suggest that might mean to less lead to less sales because it's not available digital. But I, I think it's gonna push the crazy physical media people, and I, I know being one of them to 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 pick it up. So it's an interesting approach, and I wonder if it's an approach that Devolver Digital are going to cherry-pick other games moving forward uh, to partner with Special Reserve Games and, and do similar. Um, but yeah, that, that was there wasn't too many games in Devolver Digital. I think there was only eight games in total. A lot of it was just that kind of tongue-in-cheek, faux corporate speak, um, which was, uh, I like the concept of the, 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 the past that get you effectively nothing um but i mean that's devolver digital for you they're they're a creative bunch over there and they know how to to market things so um it was it was worth a watch didn't it was only a short 30 minutes or so um as always i I like the way they just kind of get in there quick and and get out and give you a laugh while while doing so um speaking of having a laugh (laughs) yeah nice nice segue there um gearbox i mean we talked about Embracer earlier and how much they confuse us. Gearbox are now part of that family. So I think it's quite fitting that this this left us thinking, why? You know, why did it exist? Yeah. It, has this put you off the film by any chance? Because it was that shit. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm... I'm I'm mixed on the film as is because like some of the cast looks cool, some of the cast has me questioning. I mean, Kate Blanchett as Lilith just, just seems odd to me. I, I but we've 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 spoken about that in the past. Um, but I mean, they they didn't they could I thought they were gonna like throw out a trailer for the movie or something, but but no, obviously they're not even at that point yet. So I don't know why. Randy Pitchford thought that he could walk around the movie set talking to directors and producers and building up to inevitably spoilers, talking to Kevin Hart at his trailer, that 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 would be a worthwhile E3 presentation. It's just bizarre. There was barely any games here. I mean, all we got was Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which we got in two other showcases anyway, Tribes of Midgard, which was also, I think, in two other uh, yeah. showcases. And then Godfall confirming the leaked PS4 version and talking about their expansion and their future update. And Godfall's a dead game, I'm sorry, okay? It's a it's a PS5 game that you can I've I'm pretty sure I've heard of people seeing it for fifteen euro online. Considering it launched at like seventy euro, that's insane. I mean, the, that game is dead. It's clearly failed. Releasing a PS4 version and a paid expansion. Usually, when these games fail, they release a free expansion to try and pull people in. And yet, this is a paid expansion. Why? I mean, I question Godfall as much as I question the entire presentation. I mean, this, this, I, I, I hate when when uh, conferences are full of filler and and waste some of your time. This was a complete waste of of time. Like th- this did not need to exist. Rant over. It what did shit. you think, guys? Oh, it was just shit. I didn't even. I 
tried. I tried watching it, but it was just too long on the film. And then when I went back later and saw the other fucking announcements were Time Tina, Tribes of Midgard, and Godfall. And it's and Tom World 3, which I'm pretty sure is like a year old now as well. Ugh, it's just, what the fuck? What is the point? Fuck that film. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Xbox, because it's the main one. It was the main one of E3, let's be honest. And it was quite a diverse show. But let's get into it. I mean, Xbox and Bethesda, starting off with the big boy in, in Starfield, didn't show us a lot. We got a, a, a release date, which hopefully they hit, they hit, but again, I don't trust release dates. Uh, the 11th of November, 2022. What 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 did you think of this car? I mean, it, it, it's an in-engine cinematic type thing, so it's not all just CG. What what did you take away from this? It, it just leaves a lot of questions, to be honest. I'm, I mean, it, it seemed to be uh, an astronaut Um and like it looked good graphically, it looks like they've finally decided to upgrade their their engine, which is nice because I, I don't think we could have taken yet another game on on the old engine. Um, so I am I am happy with that, but I'm still just wondering what this game is going to be. I mean, people said it's going to be like Fallout in space. So does your astronaut somehow end up getting sucked into an alien world or something? Um, I, I'm, I'm in, I'll be intrigued to find out what's what's happening there. Um, but I mean, it, it's it's nice that it was shown off and that it's it, it's still a while away. It's still almost a year and a half away. It's released on the 11th of the 11:22, which is exactly 11 years after Skyrim, because Skyrim was of course 11, 11, 11. That's um, true. So I'm guessing that's on on purpose. Um, it, I'm not, you know, uh, we knew it was going to be an Xbox console exclusive. That that leaked a few weeks ago, and so there were there was no surprises there. Um, as a PlayStation primary player, that kind of made me a little sad because I am a big Bethesda game studios fan, and of course I can just easily pick up an Xbox, and I will, and I can play it. But I, I still would have liked to to get this on on my primary console. Um, but I mean, that just sums up what a big move it is for, for Xbox to have this. And I'm not surprised they put it at the, the front end of the show because it, it's just massive as, as much as, you know, as we said, touched on earlier, Fallout 4 was a little bit disappointing to, to some people, including myself, but I still played it for over a hundred hours and platinumed it. Mm. And Fallout 76 was a bit of a, a mess, even if they've improved it since, but I'm sure we'll talk about that shortly. Um, with that said, Bethesda Game Studios is still massive. Skyrim is still, you know, 10 years on a massive, massive title. I mean, still so many people playing it. There's still all these crazy fan-made expansions coming out. It's huge. So a game from Bethesda Game Studios is a a pure console seller. So I'm not surprised they, they launched with, with this and it was a, a strong start. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think Todd Howard answered, or there was like a chat afterwards on, on YouTube or something like that, and he said, uh, 
Skyrim in space, there's going to be races, there's going to be um, wars and stuff like that, and you're going to be the key part of that. So, I mean, there wasn't a lot of details at the show, but I think once we learn more stuff like that, I imagine this will be at the Game Awards. It'll probably be the biggest thing at E3 next year. Um, maybe you'll get more... It's you, Bethesda used to do fucking huge demos of their games, didn't they? So maybe we see that at next year's E3 or something like that. But from what we've been told more than what we've seen, I'm 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 into it. But the fact that it's an Xbox console exclusive, it doesn't surprise me because you could have obviously made so much money put it on Sony, on Sony consoles, but if you want people in the Xbox or the Microsoft ecosystem, if you want them to play on PC as well, or maybe a word about in the Game Pass ecosystem, you kind of have to hold stuff away from from Sony, I suppose. But if Sony, but if Sony won it, let's go for Game Pass on the console. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued, but again, there's not loads to go off. The in-engine stuff. Did the cut? It is for last gen as well, isn't it? I believe it is. I think it's coming to Xbox One. I mean, sure, they said they were going to be supporting for eighteen months and um, for for. I thought it was initially two years. Two years um, so this this would just about fall in that. I did notice with a lot of the games later on in the showcase that they, I think it was just Xbox Series S and X. Mm. So obviously they, they might be further off and, and dropping it. I, I can't say for sure, though. Um, I'm pretty sure it, it was both. But yeah. Any, anyway. Um, but, but regardless, it was... Uh, you're going to want to play a game like you're not going to be wanting to to play this on your 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 Xbox One, maybe Xbox One X, possibly. But you know you're really going to want one of the new consoles. Um, no, I mean from what I can see on Wikipedia, it's shown only Windows and Xbox Series, so yeah, might enough. not be uh, Xbox One. So interesting. It might be the it might be issue, uh, ushering the new wave of next gen only then maybe. Yeah, before Sony are. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, next up then, Stalker 2. And this was probably one of my highlights of the conference. This looked really impressive. Like For what was billed... I think it was called an indie game, but it doesn't... It's not really... I didn't, when you think of indie game, I, I kind of think of certain art style and stuff. This looked proper AAA big boy stuff and I mean the way they presented it with the storytelling around the fire and then jumping in and out of action it looked really good and like the quiet moments were seemingly in, in conversation and some random bloke dancing listening to Russian opera for some reason I, I really like the look of this and I think it came out after the showcase that the game is like a hundred gig big so I'm expecting it to be a fucking big boy of a game yeah, um, I mean, this, this one certainly caught my eye as well. Um, it was a, it was an interesting approach to the trailer, as you said, you know, kind of the story around the, the campfire with um, subtitles and then kind of jump into to scenes from, from the game. Um, I never got around to playing the, the first Stalker, but I've, I've always heard good things. So it's certainly one to, to keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Back for Blood, I mean, 
we've talked about it. The only interesting thing is that it's coming straight to Game Pass. Makes sense for you? Yeah, it's it's, it's a big get for Xbox. Um, I mean, obviously the original Left 4 Dead games have a, a bit of a kind of history on Xbox platforms. That was kind of their console home. Uh, obviously, they're more so known for PC, but they were certainly popular. I, I was primarily a 360 player back then. And I know a lot of the people I played with at the time played uh, Left 4 Dead. Um, so it, it makes sense in that way. And it's also going to be, a, I'm sure, a popular move with, with fans because I know a lot of people want to play that game. Um, so it's it's a big, big gap for Game Pass. And, you know, it's, on, it's out on October 12th. It's one of the kind of few games in the minority that will be, we've, talked about in this this um e3 review that'll be coming out this year especially when it comes to kind of triple a titles so i mean it it just really sticks out as a, a game pass mo a game pass game and i mean they they revealed as well during the show and obviously the the swarm mode pvp which spoilers was the whole basis of Warner Bros. E3 showing was just a 10-minute interview about Swarm Mode, so we, we won't have to discuss that later. Um, but it looks like a good game. As I, I touched on earlier, I think, you know, there's only so much gaming time these days, and, you know, kind of you're playing one one game of a genre, you don't necessarily need to be playing another, particularly when it comes to kind of these constant multiplayer games. So for me, Rainbow Six Extraction is probably the pick, but nonetheless, Back for Blood looks really good. And given that it's on Game Pass, I'll, I'll probably at least play it once or twice and, and see what it's all about. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I think it'll be one or the other, but Back for Blood straight on Game Pass, I'll, I'll 100% be on it at some point. Um, Next up, Contraband. I think this was kind of leaked ahead of time, or maybe if you consume enough pre-free media as I did. Uh, this was kind of leaked ahead of time. It seems like a, what, that heist game I, was, I talked about in part one, almost like payday, but built up. Um, Avalanche, known for Just Cause and other games. An exclusive uh, Xbox Game Studios backed. It, it, not much there, but it's an interesting relationship, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, like Microsoft don't necessarily need to have second party relationships or or third party exclusives because they have so many studios while sony seemed to be focusing on that i mean we we were talking about only earlier that the the partnership that was announced during summer game expo but nonetheless microsoft are still going out and getting these partnerships they're picking up third party games for game pass they're they're making these second party relationships like they are here with, with contraband and um, so it just seems that they, they just want they want everything really and it's it's a it's a strong statement on their part and avalanche studios is a studio i like i was a big fan of max Payne. um they also obviously worked on on the rage 2 like i mean they're they're really good developer and and they can they can they do open world games really well this seemed like it not necessarily an open world game, so it seems almost like something different for them, which is all the more intriguing. But as you said, the trailer didn't give too much away. 
Um, so I'll be looking forward to seeing more of this. But I'm assuming they didn't give any kind of date, so I'm assuming this one's a, a ways away. Or oh, 2023. So, yeah, that, that says it all. Right. Best thing of anything, Pirates of the Caribbean in Sea of Thieves. I'm going back on this fucking game when this comes up. <laughs> this look, this looked like, oh, this looked like great crack. It really did. I mean, I, I never got a chance to try out Sea of Thieves, but I've heard great things. But when I saw this, I was like, well, maybe I'll, I'll have to, to kind of jump on it on Game Pass and, and give it a go because it just looks like a, such an obvious crossover but one you despite how obvious it was you know it it might have never happened but yet here it is so i mean pe- people of the fans of this this game i mean that this is like the the dream scenario i'd imagine is is a crossover of of these two properties i can't wait <laughs> i really can't wait Oh, it makes me giddy. Um, Yakuza Like a Dragon in Game Pass. I'll, it's actually out now in Game Pass, so I might try that eventually. Battlefield 2042, we got the gameplay. It looked like Battlefield, where it's mental. That, anything it was? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we talked about this, obviously, on, on last week's show, on, on the preview, because the, the reveal event for this game took place literally an hour or so before we started that show. So uh, there's not too much more to add to that. I'm, I'm a fan of the setting. It, it, it looks really good. It looks a lot of fun. And um, it's been a while since I jumped into a Battlefield multiplayer. And obviously this game is solely Battlefield. So, or sorry, sorry, of course it's solely Battlefield. It's solely multiplayer. So I'm not sure I'll play this one. But you know, my I, I I could be moved on that opinion if obviously it comes out to kind of rave reviews because I did really enjoy Battlefield multiplayer in the past. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be getting it. Um, twelve minutes. This is the one that has James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and is it with them the four? I think there's someone, there's other big actors in it as well. But it's a, it looks like a really interesting indie game where you're kind of in an apartment and it's like different stories about a few few characters it looks really like a top-down thing it looks really interesting yeah i mean i think this was shown at last year's e3 um, as well shown i'm yeah. um, shown yeah you're right willem dafoe was in it um like and i remember us talking about it at the time and it was one of kind of our, our uh, alongside tunic was was one of our picks um uh, of the the indie titles um so i'm I'm fully in for this. I just can't wait till it's actually out. And it's not too far away. I think it's uh, August 19th. 19th. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be certainly jumping on this one because it's just, it just looks so unique. It's got kind of like a Zelda Majora's mask loop to it with the, the kind of time looping back and, and loop back. It's like a groundhog day type of approach. Um, It just looks really cool. And, and to have, when you know the production values are so high, that they've gotten in kind of vo- actors such as James McAvoy and Willem Dafoe and, and Daisy Ridley. Um, you, you can't help but be Im- impressed um, from the outside. So I'll be certainly giving this one a try. Yeah. Uh, Psychonauts 2, we've, we've seen that a few times. That's coming out 25th of August. 
Bethesda titles in Game Pass, whether they had deals with Sony or whatever, or whatever reason they couldn't be in Game Pass, they're now in Game Pass. Doom Eternal getting optimised for series consoles June 29th, Fallout 76 stuff July 7th, Elder Scrolls stuff June 15th, Party Animals. Yes. <laughs> this was the one with the floppy armed animals where you had to throw people off the map. Good stuff. It looks like gang beasts. Yes, it's gang beasts and uh, humans fall flat type game. If you've ever played that, that's on Game Pass. It's fucking great. Um, Hades, obviously one of the games of last year, coming to Game Pass Day One on its console release on August thirteenth. I know you mentioned you don't like rogue like games on. I can't remember if it's this this part or last part, um, but this is seemingly the the rogue like game. Is would you be tempted to give it a go at least? Well, considering it's developed by Supergiant Games, who developed Bastion, yes, I, I definitely will be. In fact, I actually own this game on the Switch. Oh yeah, um, it's on Switch. It, of course, it got really yeah. yeah. It was timed exclusive for the Switch on consoles, so. Um, I have the um, physical copy of that. Um, it's one of my more recent purchases, so I'll, I'll be certainly giving that a try. But with that said, given that the game is so popular and won so many awards, it's a really big get for Game Pass. And again, it's you know we, we've seen it with a lot of the these these games that that kind of were Switch exclusives initially, and then are coming to Xbox now and they they tend to come to Xbox before PlayStation. Now I I, I think Hades is coming day and day to both uh, PlayStation and Xbox. But still, you know, to get it straight into Game Pass is is really impressive, and it's another it's the kind of move Microsoft don't have to make, but it's nice that they're making it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and it'll be one I'll jump into. Um, next up is Somerville, which I'm looking at in the background because I can't remember what this game was. Do you remember what it was? No. <laughs> it's like, um, it's, com- I'm completely, I, I, th- I looked through the lists ahead of the show and I was like, I remember all those games. And now that you mentioned Somerville, I cannot remember it. Um, although, funny enough, reading into it, um, so, oh, now I do. It was the family. You see the family yes. on the, the couch, and then it's kind of flashing, and them and their dog are running away from aliens and such. It's actually been developed by like one of the co-founders of the studio, previously co-founded Play Dead. So, of course, he worked on Limbo and Inside. So, given my love of those games, I wasn't aware of this connection. I'm instantly intrigued by this because of how much I love those two games and I, I love Play Dead. Um, so I'll, I'll be certainly checking this one out when it launches next year. Yeah, want to keep an eye on if that's your, your bug. Um, right, Halo Infinite. I'm just glad they didn't finish with this, I suppose. Yeah, It's I- Halo. Yeah, I was really surprised by this one. Why they didn't make more of a big deal about it. Like, I, I thought they were going to go all out on Infinite. But it, it was almost like an afterthought. Like, it was, we got a little trailer of the campaign. And then I thought they were going to go more in depth into it. and But they didn't. They just straight away went talking about the kind of 
standalone free-to-play multiplayer game, which was a move obviously we expected, and that's a smart move to make the, the multiplayer kind of its own thing. And I guess you'd assume, wouldn't you, that they're going to be taking more of a Call of, somewhat of a Call of Duty approach in that obviously Warzone is its own thing. Um, now, obviously, Warzone is just the, the Battle Royale aspect, but we assume at some point Warzone is going to encompass the complete multiplayer aspect of yeah. Call of Duty. That That's my expectation anyway. So it seems like Halo is just skipping straight to that um, with making the entire multiplayer standalone at this point, um, which is good because it means they can release smaller Halo campaigns in the future as like single player and just have this, this standalone multiplayer. So I, I, I like that approach. But I just, I'm just really surprised that there wasn't more of Halo Infinite. I mean, what were your thoughts on that? I'm quite not concerned because my expectations of Halo is very much in the toilet after 4 and 5 and the delays of this one, obviously. But we didn't even get a date. Like, Yeah, it's still just holiday 2021. Starfield has a fucking date. <laughs> so that that's a concern. I think they're trying to keep it open ended and just squeeze out as much time as possible. But, like, uh, it's a, it's a concern because like, obviously the cinematic, oh, not the cinema, the what they're showing of the campaign, it looked fine, but it didn't dispel any of the worries that we got last year. We didn't get a close up of anyone's face, like. The landscapes and stuff looked fine on Halo last. They didn't look great last year, but it looked fine. Looked a bit better this time around, but it, I don't think it's done enough to dispel the memeiness of the, of last year's showcase. Um, the multiplayer looks like Halo multiplayer. It's always going to be good. It, like it, maybe it was the clever thing to do to show off the multiplayer because it sells itself, and that's who. That's pretty much the long term audience you're trying to fight for but yeah I don't think it's done enough to get away the whiff of crappiness from the last time they're showing it but yeah I, I, I'm just so concerned about it like I'll get it I'll play it but I have no expectations for this game and I don't I didn't get and I, I'm team Xbox obviously I love Halo but when you see people bigging this up and go oh that was great it looked like no, it looked like Halo Five multiplayer, and it looked like five seconds of the of the campaign. Yeah, I mean, there there wasn't anything here to allay fears, and I don't feel I had. I was as concerned as other people last year. I mean, I, I could certainly see that graphically there was something missing there, but because I'm not really that sold by graphics. Um, it, it didn't really bother me. I was more interested in in the story and and such. Um, but I still, nonetheless, would have expected them to allay fears from the people who had held those fears, mm-hmm. and they simply didn't. I mean, as I said, they showed very little, and you know, you can't help but wonder is that purposeful because they were afraid to show too much, and you know, the lack of a set date. Does does that mean there's still some fears that it could slip into 2022? Like, there's so many questions remain over Halo Infinite, and it it was the one like you know we'll we'll obviously be talking more in depth on our overall thoughts soon when we get to the end. But like, I I thought this was a great showcase, but this seemed to be the one 
downer on it was just that that Halo didn't come out and blow blow us away as as many would have expected it would uh, during this showcase. Yeah, I think if we when we were doing the previews, I think we thought they're going to go big on Halo. They're going to give a release date. I even thought there'd be a battle royale because that's where the streaming is. That's where the content is. Fair enough. I mean, the multiplayer can still do that and can add a battle royale. But to leave this underwhelming is this. This is a year old. This was meant to be the big launch game, so I still have question marks, like seven months on or whatever, six months on, to when it was should have been released, and a year on from when it was first shown or whenever the hell the Xbox thing was. It, it, it is a worry. It is a worry. But yeah, this was probably probably a down note for me. But it's some people are bigging it up. But I think overall, the Halos kind of just had a mess showing. And we're not really going to get the answers till till the game's released. And if it slips into twenty twenty two, good lord, good lordy lord, um, dead, yeah. be a dead game before it comes out. It just will be. There'll be a new COD out by then. Battlefield would have settled in. It it'll be probably in a quieter place, but yeah, it'll be an embarrassment before it comes out. Anywho, uh, Diablo two resurrected. We obviously knew about this at. BlizzCon, which was a couple months ago, it looks well. I I don't have any relationship with Diablo, but it looked a bit dated. But is that the type of game Diablo is, especially when it's that old? Um. Well, I mean, you know, for me, this was probably bizarrely my highlight of of the showcase right, because okay. I'm I'm a big Diablo fan. I mean, I I love the first Diablo. Um, I I played Diablo two. I completed Act one. I was I was late to the party with Diablo two, and uh, Matt and I completed um, Act one, and we never went back to it. Uh, we were playing on- online co op at the time, um, but I think at the time Diablo two, you could because we were so late to the party on Diablo two, you you could see that it was a great game, but you could see it was very much a data game. So when they announced this remake. I couldn't have been more excited because this was going to bring the, the the great game that I never got to enjoy fully in, into the modern day. Um, but then obviously when we knew they brought Vicarious Visions on board to work on this game, it seemed like it was in trouble. And although we knew it was coming, I, I had fears it wasn't going to come until like 2022 or maybe even 2023. So I was so relieved when this popped up and they announced it for a September 23rd release date. Yeah, visually, it, it doesn't blow you away. But given that it is a remake of, a, of an old game, that's, that's not, not a surprise. And to be honest, like Diablo 3 wouldn't have blown one away visually either. Uh, I don't think that's the, the kind of game they are. And... Um, but I mean, it, it's often eight-player co-op, which is unheard of for this <laughs> kind of game. I mean, the, usually there were two players in the past. I think Diablo three allowed four, and um, so this this is just next level. I, I am all in for this game. This this will be something I'll be picking up day one. I'll be harassing my friends into picking it up day one, and I'll be playing this because this 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 may well have been my most hype moment of E3. Well, actually, there's there's a contender we'll come to later, but this this was certainly up there. I mean, I, I will be all over this game. I cannot wait. 
<laughs> nice. Um, a Plague Tale Requiem. I didn't play the first one, but it seemed to have a bit of fanfare and it seemed to do all right in the reviews. I never played it because I know a dog dies in it. And you don't do that. You don't do that in games. So you don't get played. Um, but it looked, it looked grander in scale from what I remember of the first one. Yeah, I mean, I'm similar. I downloaded a, a Plague Tale Innocence on Game Pass and was intending to play it. Although now you've kind of killed it for me with that yeah. dead dog thing, because I also Can't hate when dogs die on screen. Um, so that that won't be getting played. Um, but that said, I know a friend of mine did play it, and he was full of praise for it. He was telling the rest of us to check it out. I know I've heard of it mentioned on many a podcast. They they big it up as, as one of the best games of the last generation. So I'm not surprised it's getting a follow-up. And with that in mind, this is another big get for, for Microsoft and, and for Game Pass. I mean, they don't need giving us, with the amount of first-party titles they have, and maybe throw the odd bone with an older third-party game, they don't need to be going out and getting these indie darlings day and day for game pass but they are because phil spencer just wants to rule the world and you know he's 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 succeeding at the moment i mean there's just just big move after big move he's waiting for the day he can just buy sony isn't he he's just gonna boot (laughs) he's gonna rule the world on day as you say um far cry 6 we've talked about Bit more details on that. We got a bit more gameplay, didn't we? Slime Rancher Two. Never played the first one, but Game Pass console launch exclusive. Market. Yep. Shredders. I do not remember this game. Do you? I am also um, blanking on Shredders. Um, I'll probably see one thing about it and then instantly remember what it is. Um. So... Oh, it's the snowboarding game. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. You're shredding the snow. Yes, um, I was thinking more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, look good for a snowboarding game. As I said earlier, I was intrigued by the snowboarding in Riders Republic. So, um, uh, this kind of caught my eye as well. It's kind of reminded me of the old days of playing SSX Tricky and the like. Um, so it'll be certainly one I'll, I'll, despite forgetting its name, people are like, I, I don't believe him saying this. But <laughs> honestly, I will be checking this one out. Given that it's in Game Pass, it's out in December, it's a timed exclusive for Xbox as well. Um, it, it's an interesting get, and I'll, I'll be checking it out. Yeah, anything in Game Pass will get played. Exactly, uh, you're going to check it out. Yeah, Atomic Heart, Mental. Game Pass, yes. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it was a really unique little little game to to say the the least. Um, it's, I think it's a. Is it a? Is it supposed to be? Um, v VR event uh, as is well. It? Eventually, I think I read something about VR somewhere. It is first person, so it makes sense. Um, but it, it it looks really cool. Um, yeah, get like Bioshock vibes, We Happy Few vibes. It looked fucking a bit crazy in that sense. 
And I, I love those kind of games. Yeah. And I, I played We Happy Few because it gave me a Bioshock vibe. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll likely kind of check this one out. Again, it's in Game Pass. Why wouldn't yeah. you? It wasn't given any kind of date, so I'd imagine it's it's still a while away. Um, but when it does come out, I'll, I'll be certainly checking it out. Um, replace this was. Uh, this was. This was the side scrolly. Uh, what's that fucking film? Oh, Harrison Ford. Um, dystopian future thingy. Oh my god, why am I blanking? Blade Runner. Now? Blade Runner, yes. Me. <laughs> kind of, I'm sure it was that one. That give us that, give me that type of vibes. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, if you've got a side-scroller thingy, platformery type game, it, it, it looked impressive. Even. <laughs> Can't remember the fucking details of it. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, it looked it looked very pretty. I remember that. I, I may not remember the content, but I remember it looked pretty. Yeah, no, it, it's um, it kind of gave me of of those kind of vibes of like another world, or or pitfall that you know the the the, the, the kind of more recent pitfalls, obviously not the, not the Atari one, um, that that kind of side scrolling two D adventure game and and it almost seemed to have a similar art style to another world as well, um. And it, it definitely gave me complete vibes of, of Blade Runner as well. Um, I they're they're weird. Those kind of as I said, another ones. I tend to like. I like them from the outset. I I often pick them up and then I try to play them and then I'm like, I this frustrates me and I don't play it oh. again. But then another one comes and I'll try it again. So. I wouldn't rule out the same thing happening here, um, but it—it it certainly. I think the the art style was was um, the the highlight for this. It one. looked unique, whereas games like that sometimes look a bit savvy, and I think that's kind of what separates some from the others. You got to get a unique art style, and that certainly did. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But we'll move on. We've got Grounded content, which we don't need to discuss, but Grounded is fun. Among Us, which is obviously one of the biggest content creator games coming into Game Pass Day 1, and we've got bigger lobbies on June 15th. We get a console release date, or is that June fifteenth? I, th- I mean, it's on Switch already because I own it. Um, I think that is the the console release date. Um, I'm gonna double so check it was now. Yesterday, <laughs> I did. Yeah. Um. So, which is actually, it's um. No, it's still still shown to be announced for the console. Oh. Actually, so I don't don't think it's out yet. It, it came to Switch last december right okay so it's yeah it's it's uh june 15th is actually it's the game's third anniversary because it first launched on on android and ios back in 2018 right on june 15th so i guess that's why they're rolling out the big update then but yeah bizarrely it still doesn't have a date for playstation and xbox well that's but a bit of a bust. regardless it's gonna be day and date yeah game pass so it's another notable get Absolutely. I'm going to butcher this next pronunciation. Ayudan. Ayudan Chronicle Rising. That's coming in 2022, but also Ayudan Chronicle 100 Heroes is coming in 2023, Game Pass. Is this a big franchise in presumably Japan that I've not heard of? Because it looked looked great. It looked... um, What the fuck's a Square Enix game? I honestly thought you were going to say, is this a big franchise in, in Carl's world? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might be. Um, <laughs> well, what this is, is it, it's actually a game that's been kickstarted. I'm actually a, a, a Kickstarter oh, Patreon for, for this game. Um, so is is Matt, obviously, friend of the show. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a new series. It's a spiritual successor to... Suikoden or Sukoden as I call it, which was a turn-based RPG, which was on the the PS One and the PS Two. I I own all the the games in the series, um. But the the series kind of died with um. I believe the last game was on. It was either DS title or the PSP. Can't remember off the top of my head which one came last. But the series died then. Now the the because it's a Konami property, so that's why uh, they allowed it to die. But it was a really popular RPG. I mean, the the games are kind of cult classics, and uh, as a result, the PS One and PS Two, uh, the sorry, the PS One um, games, the first two titles in the series, uh, Sukaden One and Two, are really expensive games. I own both, and I'd say they're worth five hundred, six hundred quid for the two of them. Very expensive titles, um, but they're they're great. Like the the games, like it's a it's a turn based 
party-based RPG, but it's got like kind of mini games where like kind of more tactical, kind of like mini RTSs almost. And um, there's a lot to the game. Each game because it's based on uh, the Suikoden story or Suikoden story, which was like the the story of a hundred heroes, I think is is what it's called. So you get like there's hun- usually like a hundred or so people you can recruit. Some are playable, some are not, but you usually have like a town or a castle and people perform roles and that they're like shopkeepers or expand your castle for you, that kind of thing. Um so this is a spiritual successor. It's been kickstarted. It's it's basically Suikoden than six in all but name. Um Hundred Heroes is obviously the, the main game rising is like a side scrolling side game which seems to be like a trend for these kickstarter games we had the same thing if you remember with bloodstained obviously bloodstained ritual of the night was the 2.5d spiritual successor to castlevania symphony of the night Mm. but then you had um bloodstained i forget the the uh, subtitle that was like a spiritual successor to castlevania 3 so it was like a more like the og nes style of castlevania as uh, so a smaller game so it's 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 cool that they they do these little side games um i will get both because of my kickstarter contribution kind of remember what i i think i put about 80 euro into it all in all at this point um but i can't wait for this game i just wish it was sooner than 2023 but to, to finish off on the Xbox aspect of it, it's interesting that it's in Game Pass. We we talked about this recently on the show that they seem to be making a move to getting RPGs into to Game Pass like to kind of get the Japanese mm-hmm. side of things in. Uh, we've seen it with Octopath Traveler and, and some other games. And this, this, this is another big get for them. I think a lot of people expected Xbox to come out and announce Persona 5 Royal at the showing. And I think that was the... The big miss, but I, I think there's been some things behind the scenes that maybe Sony still have a, a deal in place that means that can't happen yet. Um, but they're certainly getting what they can get in, in terms of the, the JRPGs. Yeah, it's certainly a gap in the market they're looking for. Um, and yeah, this seems like a good start because even though I had no idea what the hell this was, it, it caught my eye because I do like uh, I like games like Octopath and stuff like that. And it, Give me vibes like that, but it look it look grand. Um, the Ascent, uh, it's one of the other big indie games that everyone's been following. You're either Team Tunic or your Team Ascent, seemingly. Um, so yeah, the Ascent. I think it's like a top down wastelandy type RPG type thing, if I remember, if I remember correctly, or a shooter. But it looks impressive, and it is coming out July 29th. Of course, it's in Game Pass because everything apart from Battlefield was. Um, I think I think that might be the only one. Um, yeah, Age of Empires. That's Age of Empires. Do we really need to talk about Age of Empires? <laughs> it's fucking class. Yeah, I I can't wait. That's that's all. That all I can say. I'll I'll be picking up Age of Empires four for for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Who who didn't play Age of Empires when they were a kid? Um, the Outer Worlds two. Obviously, it got recently announced that. Microsoft obviously had the rights to it. Didn't really show much because, well, that that was part of their trailer as well, showing they haven't even started development on it yet. But it, it was an easy announcement. Outer Worlds One was obviously a crowd pleaser. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm 
I'm looking forward to that whenever the hell it is, whether it's 22, 23, probably the latter, maybe even later. Um, but more backing, more finances from Microsoft's end, I, I think there's a lot of potential in Outer Worlds. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the big sh- the big surprise of uh, Microsoft, Sean, because like a lot of people predicted that Outer Worlds 2 would happen at some point, but given Avowed and given Grounded and given the other couple of projects that have been rumored at, at Obsidian, they thought it was probably a while away. Um, it, it probably could still be a while away, given that they just did the old... They even made fun of it. They they made fun of the lack of a proper showing of the game, <laughs> and they just really had the logo. Um, so fair play to them for that. We know Obsidian have a, a sense of humor. Um, but yeah, Outer Worlds, the, the, the first game, it was it was a good game, but it wasn't a great game. But there was so mm. much potential there. You could see the potential. And and like you said, with Microsoft's money behind them, the sky is the limit, which is um, funny for a game that's set in space. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's... it's um, I, I think this is going to be great whenever it does come out. But we're probably... I wouldn't be surprised if it's 2024. So it might be a while before we're talking about this one again. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Flight Simulator coming July twenty seventh, and there's a Top Gun expansion coming in in the fall. Um, yeah, it. I think most people will play that, but it won't get a lot of consistent players. It, it it'll just be one that you go, "This is a goddamn beautiful game," and then get bored. <laughs> That's pretty much how I view Flight Simulator. Me too. You just you just go to that one friend who has it and has a flight stick, and you'd have a go. You'd be like, "Can I have a shot of that?" And you'd have a go, and then you crash, and then you're like, "This this game's way too hard for me." I want to see my house, and then I'm done with the game. <laughs> I mean, it, it. It, it's 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 quite telling that like there's actual pilots use flight simulator for 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 training at times. So that, I think that says a lot that this game is complex. Yeah. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see how they simple it down for uh, for console. But yeah, I think most people will check it out if they're if they're on Xbox or got Game Pass for PC, which it's already obviously out on PC already. Um, Forza Horizon Five, November ninth, obviously Game Pass. Um, set in Mexico. Yeah, we we kind of expected it because obviously motorsport getting. Uh, full big boy revamp so it's kind of an easy one to to slip in there yeah i mean it's been a long time since i played a proper racing game it it might well have been forza 2 uh back on the 360 but uh, i think like racing games are always a a really good showcase for new next-gen technology um, and given that this is in Game Pass, which is a, a unique situation, I mean, I, I'm not going to go out and buy a racing game just to, to see how cool the graphics yeah. look. But given that this will be free, I, I could could well see myself giving it, giving it a try and, and messing around with it. And it's good in general. I, I was glad to see the November 9th release date because I think Xbox desperately needs some actual oh, exclusives <laughs> they've they've got so much on the pipeline and you know as we've just been discussing and it's amazing what what's to come but they need something in the near future 
They need some exclusives. They need some 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 games. So it's good that the Forza Horizon Five is coming because obviously we have we have some question marks over Halo. So at least there's one game guaranteed to be available to to Xbox players this this um, holiday season. Yeah, there's not really much to add on a on a Forza game, is there? It's racing. If you like those type of games, you you'll play it. Um, we got loads of Game Pass stuff. That's pretty much been the theme of this entire conference. But then one we uh, was kind of leaked, but we weren't exactly sure what it was. It, I think it was uh, I can't remember what it was. Project Omen, I think it was actually. But it's called Redfall. It's from Arcane. Um, Left for Deady again. <laughs> Vampires. <laughs> it. We didn't. We didn't get gameplay, did we? But no. it looked intriguing without blowing me away. Yeah, I mean, I think we know, like, Arcane games have kind of their own... And obviously there's there's multiple studios within Arcane, but for the most part they tend to have a, a certain stamp on them. Yeah. I mean, it started with Dishonored, we see it with Deathloop, and again here we've got, like, kind of it's a shooter where... You know, you you have powers uh, effectively. Um, they're they're a strong studio. You know, across their different themes. You know, they 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 don't really release bad games. I, I suppose uh, they did do that Wolfenstein game that that um, new was it new new blood young, young blood young blood that was a bit iffy. But aside from that, you know, that both Dishonored titles. Um, and Prey, mm-hmm. uh, excellent, and Deathloop looks like it's going to be excellent. Um, so I, I'd, I'd have strong expectations for this game, but given that it's yet another Left 4 Dead game in this type game, in this this absolute influx of them o- over these last few days of E3, it was kind of like, ooh, Arcane, and then it was kind of like, uh, Left 4 Dead. it it was uh, I I just uh, I would have just preferred it to be Dishonored 3 if if I'm honest but um, Mm. given given my my, uh, like of the studio I'll I'll, I'll keep an eye on it and and, you know as we see more and and obviously when we see some actual gameplay uh, I'll be interested to see yeah absolutely absolutely Um, so that's it for Xbox I mean what, what would you go with overall Mark I'd say like a nine. I, I mm. mean, I, I, there wasn't too much talking. There was just game after game after game for the most part. Yeah, I was a little disappointed with the the the, the lack of, of Halo showing. But, you know, I suppose for me personally and my own bias, the fact it was followed up with by Diablo 2 uh, was just you know, perfect <laughs> game to make me forget about uh, the, the week showing for Halo. Um, so I, I just thought it... You know, as we said, it hasn't been like Xbox Series consoles have been successful. They haven't been able to keep them on the shelf for the most part. But it's still been questionable in that we still don't have any exclusive. Well, the only exclusive that was on the Xbox (laughs) is coming to the (laughs) PS5 soon. So we're getting Abe's Odyssey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But that, that was a dip. But at the same time, this shows what is to come, and there's a lot to come with Xbox Game Pass. It's just going to be absolutely overflowing with top-notch games. 
their studios are firing on all all cylinders and we didn't even see a lot of their studios you know we hellblade 2 wasn't shown here we we we, mm. we still haven't seen what compulsion games yeah. are working on what the next the follow-up to we happy few is uh, i expected maybe we'd see what's next for double fine after psychonauts 2 but we didn't um perfect dark wasn't there and most of the Bethesda studios weren't there. We didn't see what Aid has coming after Doom, you know, whether it's a new Quake game or or maybe Doom 3. Uh, we didn't see um, Indiana Jones or Wolfenstein 3 from, from Machine Head. Like, there's so much more to come from Xbox, and yet they were able to, to show so much. So this is excellent. And it's actually, what it's done was, I planned on picking up an Xbox Series S at some point so that I can play the Xbox exclusives, but with how much there is, I'm thinking, should I just go that that extra step and pick up an Xbox Series X? That that is that is how how good Xbox seems to be in the future. Like they're they're not there right now. There's no reason for me to have an Xbox Series X hmm. now. But in twelve months I think that may have completely changed. I mean what were your thoughts? Yeah I think I'll have to break it down in 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 different ways. I think the presentation was spot on. I think that's 10 out of 10. Just game after game after game. And then you got Phil at the end. Um, it's not really crammed with any... I know it's different setting because it was all digital. You don't get a car on stage for 10 mins. You don't get any developer bullshit. You don't get people swapping on on and off stage. Um, so yeah, 10 out of 10 for presentation. Um, future content, absolute spot on. 10 out of 10. Crack on brilliant game pass every time everything's in game pass apart from like one or two things 10 out of 10 but in terms of what was there and what is in the near future i'd say like a seven maybe maybe seven and a half because what is what's in the near future battlefield halo which we were both disappointed by I'm not even going to count Far Cry because that can fuck off. Age of Empires, Microsoft Flight Simulator, and Forza. Inter- like, I always thought E3 is for the the near, and in that regard, I think it was still a bit meh. But I'm right with you that in 2022, E3 for Xbox is going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> So I think for 2022, it's a 10 out of 10 show, but for 2021, it was still a bit... Yeah. You're still a couple of years away from challenging Sony. That's kind of my main takeaway from it. Yeah, I can see that. It was very much in the future. And while, you know, obviously when we get to Nintendo, they were very much focused on the, the present. It was, it was a complete contrast of approaches. Um, but I mean, I guess they can't help when games simply aren't yeah. ready. Yeah. And I mean, they're, you know, they they are in the meantime. They're they're filling the gaps. You you've got like some timed exclusives, like um, tw- twelve minutes and and like indie games. You've got a lot of games coming to 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 Game Pass, um, which is a reason in itself to to own an Xbox, um. So the, I think I think they're doing what they can to fill in. I I think in a way they they mismanaged 
the, the, as I said, it hasn't really affected them because the Xbox Series consoles haven't been able to, to be kept on the, the shelves, especially the Series X. But I think that's not that that's in spite of Microsoft because I think they mismanaged the launch of the, the series. Like I'm not saying Sony had amazing games. They 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 haven't had that many themselves, but they have had some, you know, obviously Spider-Man Miles Morales, despite being on PS4, obviously PS5 is the best place to play it. And that was an excellent game. Demon Souls was an excellent game. You know, Returnal and and Ratchet and 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 Clank uh, Rift Apart are, are both quite popular. And Xbox has had nothing to compare with those in its first six months or so. So I think they, they did mismanage the, the, the launch, probably not as badly as they did the previous launch. Um, but at least they weren't talking about the, it being a streaming box Woo! and whatnot. But I, I think they, they can help what's what's been done. Uh, and mm. they, they are... I just think obviously some of their projects things went wrong and like Halo for example and they just couldn't get it out the door in time I yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know Forza Horizon might have been out a little sooner as well but but they're going to have the games you'll you'll have Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator and Forza and quite possibly Halo all before the year is out so that'll be three exclusive console exclusives from your first party um, so I think they'll be building, and as I said, in in 2022, I'm I'm concerned for PlayStation because I I think they they need to, to come out with something. And I know God of War will be at them, but I think they need that bit more because I think Phil Spencer and the Xbox are going to be coming for at them with like all all cylinders. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's the thing. I think you've got PlayStation, which is the now. And then you've got the Xbox, which is kind of the future. Obviously, there's quite a lot of unknowns about PlayStation. So, by the t- well, give it till Christmas or E3 next year, or around this. Uh, Sony don't do E3 because they can't be asked. But around this time next year, Sony might announce a wave of new games. But I think what with Xbox, we know we've still got Fable, Perfect Dark, Avowed, Outer Worlds Two. Now these are all probably like 2023 onwards games. They've got that, that project with uh, Io. Yeah, Dragon. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, Dragon, yeah. And then next year, Hellblade 2, hopefully. Well, that's gone really quiet, so maybe not. Um, all the stuff we've kind of talked about today, we don't know much about the Bethesda stuff. Did the. The next Forza from Turn Ten is is, is that next year? Is in the pipeline. I, I, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but it is in the pipeline. So, like they've they've got so much yeah. to come. It's just about as we said, filling that time in the meantime with these indie games and with third party deals. I mean, obviously, um, I suppose it didn't show up at any of the conferences, but um, the um Outriders. Was a, it was a big move getting that on Game Pass. Yeah. We're probably going to see some similar moves announced in in the future. Yeah, I mean, you're more, you're obviously more neutral than me, but is there any concerns about how Xbox handles stuff? Because we saw Everwild get reset, and I talked about in the preview maybe a bit blind faith, maybe that being here because it might have taken turns, but that obviously got reset, and that's probably now twenty twenty four onwards. It, Xbox really hasn't proven it can manage all this so far. Would that be a concern? 
Yeah, I mean, it would. That was one the one surprise miss for me was the the lack of of um, Everwild, and it, it seems it might be in trouble. Um, in a way, be here. It's like this talk suggesting it won't be out till twenty twenty four. So that's that's uh, that is quite quite concerning. Um, but you know, nonetheless, it's a shame that these things are slipping for them. You know, there, there's no two ways about that. But at the same time, they have so much coming that I I, I don't think they'll they'll be too concerned for for now. Yeah, I think time will tell, probably 2023, when there is more games coming out, but 3-4-3 three, three seems like a dumpster fire. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll see once stuff hopefully comes out on the regular. Um, but that's it for Xbox. We'll move on to Square. Um, obviously not as much as Xbox. We'll, we'll do a list first. Guardians of the Galaxy coming out October 26th. Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, Legend of Mana, June 24th, and Avengers. Avengers. Shit. Um, Hitman Sniper, The Shadows, June 13th. Nia, Reincarnation, uh, no date on that. War of the Visions, Final Fantasy Brave, Exvius. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy VII, the third, that's the DLC... The, that's the, that the battle royale. Oh. No, no, it's the battle royale game oh. on the phones. It was announced a uh, few months ago. Fuck that then. Uh, Babylon's Fall. Uh, that is the PlayStation exclusive from Platinum Games. That PS5 got announced. PS5 version got announced. Life is Strange stuff. Uh, September thirtieth and September tenth. Um, Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Is this the Souls like? one yeah it's, it's got some some vibes out it seems though from the they were saying it's a souls like but it, you know or neo like given that team ninja yeah. are developing it but it it seems more it reminded me more of um ninja gaiden than than neo right, okay. in terms of team ninja's approach uh, i must play the demo actually i heard i heard it's a good demo Nice. Uh, I heard it was broken, but I think it's fixed now, so we'll see. But yeah, give it a go, and we can report back on that. So, I mean, the main focus here is obviously Guardians of the Galaxy, because I didn't watch I just watched the trailer and then stuff afterwards, but it wasn't the, the uh, presentation of it wasn't <laughs> quite like 15 minutes of it. Yeah, yeah, but um, Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, there's two ways of looking at this. Um, it's from Eidos, Eidos, Montreal, who... Uh, did they make all three of Tomb Raider, or was it just the first one? Oh my! They no, Crystal Dynamics made the first two. They they did Shadow of the Tomb Raider. They the, did the, the bad recent. one. God. <laughs> um, but they they are well thought of as a studio, I believe. Um, but I think there's been two ways to look at this. It looks fun, or it looks like the Avengers, and it will be shit. Where do you fall? <laughs> Yeah, there's really mixed reactions to this game. A lot of people were complaining and saying it looked shit and didn't like the, the, some of the voice acting and such. I actually liked what I saw. I mean, I, I'm I, I suppose in a way I'm just happy that it's not another multi like Destiny type approach like Avengers was that they're mm. just going with a pure single player adventure. 
Um, I am a little disappointed that, you know, you just play as Star-Lord. You, you can kind of command the, like the combat reminded me a bit of the, the Star Ocean or Tales of Action RPGs. Neither of those will mean anything to you, Guy, but... Um, I understand the, the style, though, like slash, you, and, slash yeah, and dash. With, yeah, with you guns. control one character and then your party members, you kind of set up orders for them. Now, in the Tales games, you can switch to the other characters and and same with Star Ocean. So it's unfortunate you can't do that here with Guardians of the Galaxy. But nonetheless, it's, it's a similar uh, combat style. Um, so it uh, seems very Japanese inspired in in that sense. But I mean, the the soundtrack was good. There was a we were talking about before. There was a lot of songs that happened to come from the soundtracks of Shrek one and two, which are both great soundtracks. Best soundtracks um, in, in cinema. And I think soundtracks are really important to get into the galaxy. I mean, even in the the. Um, Telltale Games Guardians of the Galaxy which wasn't great there was some really cool tunes in there so I mean the, that is always important like and, and I liked the what I saw of the gameplay and the, there was some funny moments and you know that the conversations you can have with the, the Guardians almost seemed a, a little bit like t- Telltale-esque so I mean yeah you know visually some of the characters look a little questionable. I'll, I'll give you that. But, I mean, we've seen different takes on the Guardians in different media. Like, they've looked a bit different in comics and in cartoons and in that that aforementioned Telltale game. So, I'm not too too bothered by the visuals. Like, I'm I'm not saying I think this game is going to be great. It, it could could absolutely bomb. I, I don't know. It's, it's up in the air. But, I mean, I'm not put off with what I... So and I, and I want to see more and I want to see how it's it's received. I mean it's it's uh, again we've said I've said it a few times. A lot of the big games at E3 aren't going to be coming out this year, but this is one of one of those that will be. It's it's out on October 26th. I mean, what what were your which side of the fence did you sit on? Cal, I paid full price for Avengers. I know you did, guy. I know it broke your heart. I sit on that side of the fence. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. The Avengers was shit. But I finished it. Which is more than some games have not finished. Or Having said that, I didn't finish like Ghost of Tsushima. And Horizon Z. I have bad taste in games, don't I? That's what we've come to the conclusion of here. Um, but yeah, it, I finished the Avengers. It was very... Xbox 360 PS3 game. Now this looked a bit more focused. The gameplay looked a bit like Avengers without being potatoey. Um, so a bit more, a bit more developed. I think maybe it's obviously a year or so more development, uh, more probably longer. Um, depending on when it started, obviously, it looked better, but it didn't look better to the point where I'd pay full whack for it. But I am a knobhead and I paid full for the Avengers. <laughs> uh, I've just been burnt before. Like I, I love, I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe and stuff like that. I think the characters look a bit better because they're obviously uh, true to the comics. Now they probably were in the Avengers as well, but we were so we were close to the we were just off the back of the of Endgame and stuff like that. Whereas like they all look like people in cosplay. Whereas I think now it's far removed where this kind of suits it a bit better. Um, 
So it's intriguing, but it hasn't tempted me to buy it straight away. It's one of them I'd probably buy on the cheap. Like, if, if I see that Black Friday for 25 quid next year, I'd probably pick it up. Yeah, I'd be right there with you. I, I, I don't think this is a game that I'm going to pay full price for or any, anywhere near full price. I mean, I, I still haven't pulled the trigger on Avengers. I will eventually. I've I've seen it a couple of times for like 25. It'll be five on euros Amazon. eventually. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly. I know they'll have printed a shit ton of copies of that game. So I know at one point it'll be five, 10 quid on Amazon and then I'll pull the trigger. Um, with with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, I, I think you're hitting that sweet spot, maybe 20, 25 quid. And then I'll I'll be willing to give it a go, even if it gets really bad reviews, because then I I almost think it could be fun to play a bad game, um, which we know I, I have priors of doing. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be playing it at some point, um, but I won't be rushing out to play it. Yeah, I think that's what most people will probably be like. Um... Let's move on. Final Fantasy Pixel Remastered. Is this one to six? Yeah, it, yeah. it's 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 a new uh, it's a new port of the first six games for mobile and Steam. I gather they'll eventually come to consoles. You see, with previously with the older Final Fantasy titles, they'd come to, to mobile and Steam first, and then they get ported to console. Obviously, we got Final Fantasy seven, eight, and nine. Um, and they were all fine. However, with the older Final Fantasy games for the mobile and Steam port, they decided to, I wouldn't, not remake, but they put like kind of a remaster and the new kind of paint of coat they put on them were horrible. Even the font was disgusting. And I love the old Final Fantasy games, but I'll go back and play them on like my PS1 Classics version on my uh, PS3 or my Vita rather than play these new games on, on PC because they're horrible. And that's why they never came to console. That's why we never got these Final Fantasy games on console. So I gather this is a a second attempt at it. You know, let's let's remaster them again, get it right this time, and then we can put them on console. So I think if these are well received, we will see them on, on console down the line. Yeah, I mean... Final Fantasy kind of started with 7 for me, so I don't really have a relationship with 1 to 6, but for people who love Final Fantasy, I, I saw a few people, pretty much that was the biggest troll of E3 that it, was, it wasn't going to console. Um, yeah, it, it, that seems to be the way now. If it's a success on one platform, it'll obviously reach the others, so yeah, I can certainly see that, and people who played earlier Final Fantasies, Seems to be seems to be slowly coming towards console. Um but yeah, it has to be a success first, I suppose. Um Legend of Mana. I am looking at this in the background. This this is this is a U game, I think, Carl. Yeah, um it, you know, this was announced I think the previous I think it might have been a previous Nintendo Direct or maybe a previous yeah, was, Square Enix showcase. Stuff from like twelve months um, ago. Yeah, it's coming out next next week. Um, I have the other uh, games in the series, the remakes. They they remade um, like um, the the uh, God, I'm blanking on what the other ones are called. Cause uh, Le- Legend of Mana. Um, oh, I'm forget. <laughs> I'll I'll have to Google what they're they're called because I think it's just sticking 
Legend of Mana is sticking in my my head for some reason. Um, but this is a, a remake of the third, I want to say. Um, Mana game. Oh, it's the fourth actually game in the the Mana series. So obviously the the previous games were uh, Trials of Mana and Secret of Mana, and obviously. Final Fantasy Adventure, which uh, was remaked, uh, renamed, because that's what it was called, Final Fantasy Adventure in the West, but it was renamed Adventure of Mana down the road. Um, so they've all kind of been remade up to this point. So makes sense they're continuing on with uh, that. Um, I guess Dawn of Mana will, will come in the future. I mean, if you like your, your action RPGs, they kind of Zelda-esque in a way. Like I do, you're you're gonna enjoy um, mana games. That's that's really all I can say. I'll I'll be picking it up at, at some point um, in the future, but probably not at at, at full price because I'm not sure they're games that are worth paying fifty, sixty quid for. Yeah. Fair dues. Do do we want to talk about Avengers? Um. No, no, not not really. I mean, it's just it's just it's just more of the same. It's more content, you know. I suppose adding Black Panther is kind of cool. But I'm wondering where the hell is that Spider-Man DLC? Like the the Sony exclusive DLC. It's it's pretty bizarre. Are they waiting until they just not think they have enough of an install base on one console to I, release I, I the don't DLC? Think, I don't think that's going to help. <laughs> uh, they can just wait for the sequel. Uh, which probably will never be made. Um, Hitman Sniper: The Shadows. Um, it looks like a, a fleshing out. The I can't think it was Hitman Two. I assume it's just a fleshing out of that game mode. Um, it's it's a mobile title, so it's oh, is it? Oh, okay. To, to, to get excited. The trailer. Yeah, the next me. the next four games are all uh, mobile. To near oh, reincarnation is straight a, in the bin. <laughs> A mobile uh, adaptation of the Nier series. War of the Visions, Final Fantasy Brave XVS is an existing Final Fantasy mobile game. They're just doing a Final Fantasy, the first Final Fantasy crossover. And then, as I said earlier, Final Fantasy VII, the first soldier, is their um, Battle Royale, which is coming out later this year. Um, but yeah, not not too much to say on, on uh, mobile games. Yeah... Yeah. Moving on swiftly. Yeah. Uh, Babylon's Fall. It didn't impress me, but you seem to like it. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Platinum Games fan, as as I said on the, the preview podcast, so I, I don't need to, to dive into that again. Um, but I'm glad this is back, because it did seem to vanish for a while, um, so much so that they, the announcing the PS5 version was news <laughs> in this showcase. Um, it's going to have a closed beta soon, um, so I wouldn't say it's too far off, but they haven't given a date as yet. It just looks like more more Platinum games. Um, but interestingly, it's multiplayer, which is new. Um, it's a co-op multiplayer game, um, which is unique. We don't really see that with um, Japanese games as much. I suppose we did. Uh, there was um, the Final Fantasy XV uh, DLC slash spin-off standalone game, which was a, a multiplayer co-op action RPG. So this seems to be in a, a similar vein. 
So it's interesting that we're seeing that that trend from Western games finally kind of drift over more. So I know obviously Final Fantasy 15 was a, a long time in the past, but there hasn't really been anything since then. So it's interesting to see that re-emerging there again now in, in Japanese developed games. And it, it's an interesting twist on Platinum Games, which traditionally have always been single player, mostly action action games. So um, it'll be interesting to see how, how they handle multiplayer but i i'll definitely be picking up the, this one at some point in the the future yeah i mean i think i use the word generic but i think games like this they do being multiplayer does help quite a bit like the hack and slash jrpg thing i think it can get kind of lonely and boring quite quickly so with it being multiplayer i could see it being some let's say a sleeper hit did we get was it released? It? Oh no, you said close bear, didn't you? So I'd, probably next year, maybe end of this year, or start of next year. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine Q two at the very earliest, twenty twenty two, maybe Q three, Q four. Um, I think I think it's a little while away yet, but it's it's obviously getting closer. Um, so as I said, it's it's new to see them doing multiplayer. So I'm intrigued as to how that will will work out. And you're you're not wrong to say, you know, generic. I wouldn't be surprised if someone looked at like Babylon's Fall, and then also looked at um, what we'll speak about in a couple of moments, Stranger of Paradise, and said, oh, you know, these these look a lot similar. You know, they're they're your Japanese hack and slash action action game there's, there's a lot of them out there so it's interesting that this one's put in multiplayer to kind of separate itself from the crowd yeah yeah and i think that'll be a big help um life is strange remastered and, and, and true colors I, not my games but it obviously have its um cult following and, and, and fans and stuff like that yeah. Yeah, we 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 talked about that after the last Square Enix showcase, which uh, I think Life is Strange: True Colors was the big game from that one. I mean, I've always meant to try the Life is Strange series. I I hear great things like that. They're top-notch storytelling, and I do like those kind of games. Obviously, I have a history with the Telltale games. I've played through most of those, although I still need to play the, the newest Walking Dead actually. Um, but yeah, I I mean, it's I. I may at some point play them in the future and i guess the life of strange remastered would be the best way to play them um but for for now it's it's kind of something i'll, I'll be putting on the long finger yeah um and then uh strangers of paradise we kind of touched on but anything to add on that i mean it'll obviously the final fantasy tag just instant sell yeah, I mean, it's a really cool idea to take, you know, they've done spin-off games from obviously like Final Fantasy 7 and 15 and, and such, but to go back and take Final Fantasy 1 and make a prequel to it, it you know, the, we're talking about a game that's that, that came out in like the, the, the mid-80s, like it's it's ancient, it's older than I am at this point, like it, it's ancient and they're yeah, they're making a prequel to it, it's just not something you see every day. And it's it's not your a tactical RPG like some might think. It, we're talking about a an an action game, you know, from Team Ninja developers of Neo and Ninja Gaiden, as I alluded to before. It gives me more Ninja Gaiden vibes, as I said. 
but that that's a good i just hope it's not as hard as ninja gaiden because ninja gaiden kicked my ass and i couldn't get anywhere with it even though i i enjoyed playing it um so as i said i'm going to check out the demo um when i get the chance and um i'll i'll, I'll report back on that one hopefully and, and let you know what it's like but I, I i think you know it's nice to see them square kind of reaching out to third parties like they have done obviously with platinum games as we were talking about before and kind of adding some different kind of games to their portfolio yeah yeah um overall thoughts and i mean it wasn't the grandest of things but square never really does that i mean i i didn't watch how it was presented and stuff i just watched the stuff afterwards i mean it seemed to have just done its job seemingly yeah i mean it, it was just a Game by game, narrated by Matt Mercer, who's done the last couple Square Enix things. He's a, obviously a popular voice actor. Um, yeah, I mean, they they just they I think Square have learned, and it's been their way for a few years now. They just they show what they need to show. They, they there's no real filler. There's no talk. It's just games, and and that's that's what we want really. So I mean, I I. I think the the Square Enix showing was was one of the better ones. Fair dues, fair dues. Um, what have we got next? Capcom quickly. Um, yeah, another one. I'd say was was pointless. I mean, that's that's not to say that like I, I'm not saying to the same degree as Gearbox, where they spent just basically showed us games we'd already seen elsewhere, and then built up to a two-minute chat or probably more so a one-minute chat with a Hollywood actor. Like, it wasn't pointless in that way, but it was pointless in that I just don't understand what they were showing us. I mean, it, it... They talked about Resident Evil for all of two minutes. They told us DLC is coming. We didn't see that DLC. Um, and then they confirmed that the, the delayed Resident Evil Reverse, that the multiplayer game is coming next month. The multiplayer game that no one asks for and no one wants. They then went on to talk about Monster Hunter Stories 2, which is coming out next month. It's um, they, they touched on the free title updates that will be coming to it. This game was also that was it was covered in another showcase. So I, I didn't really see the reason to see it. I think it was uh, was a Gorilla Day 1. I think. I think so. Yeah. Um. So, you know that that or actually, oh no, no, I think it might have been um Summer Game Expo actually, or Summer Game Fest, sorry. Um, but it, nonetheless, it was covered. Monster Hunter Rise, the 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 crossover with Monster Hunter Stories Two, and that version three point one is coming later this month. Again, really need that in the showcase. And then you got the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which was where they kind of spent the most time was showing off that there was a good bit of kind of gameplay and stuff shown and, and the new game modes that'll be coming with the collection. But again, it's a game that's coming out next month. And then they talked about their, their street fighter five pro tour. And that was it. That was their showcase. I just, I just don't understand why they couldn't have, like, uh, as I said, monster Hunter stories two was already on other showcases. And I don't know why they couldn't have put this, these other things in just nestled nicely into to IGN and summer game fest and, and whatnot. Like it, it just didn't make sense to me. Why, uh, why they needed a showcase. Like it just, and I think it's the first time Capcom have done one, uh, at least in a long time. And it, it, they just didn't need to. I mean, did you, did you have any thoughts I on did, Capcom? I didn't even watch it. 
Well, there, there you go. That's that's yeah. the, the, you 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 saved yourself some yeah. time, guy. What, what, what's Pro Tour Twenty One? That's just uh, for the the Street Fighter Four Five oh, Street Fighter Five oh, tournament. Yeah. Good lord, no. Moving on. <laughs> um, Nintendo. We'll try and get through this quickly because me and Carl have been talking for about nearly four hours now. <laughs> um, my mouth is dry. Yes, I need a drink and I need my dinner. Uh, Super Smash Bros. new character. We can cover this quickly. Kazuya Kazuya from Tekken. Yeah, you may not um, know him by name, but you'll recognize him. His face of Tekken. Good yeah, I, I I thought that was an interesting one. I know they brought in Hayachi before, but I I thought if you're going to bring in another Tekken character, that you'd bring in Jin, who's Kazuya's the son and the star of Tekken Three and the future Tekken games. So I thought it was a weird one, but we know. Um, Sakurai likes to, to kind of take the characters you don't expect sometimes. Um, so I'm guessing that that was one of them. Should have been the panda. Um, Life is Strange, Life is Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, Worms Rumble, Speak to Itself, Astria Ascending. Is this you? Um, Astria Ascending. It's slipping my mind what Astria Ascending was. Um, let me... Double check that one real quick. Um, just while I'm googling that one, um, you might want to rattle through another couple because there's uh, another couple yeah. there we already covered. Take Point Campus, we've seen Super Monkey Ball, Banana Mania. Yeah, I loved Super Monkey Ball back <laughs> on the GameCube, so I'm I'm actually interested in this one. Ah, yeah, I remember. Astria Ascending is a JRPG. It is me. It's got like kind of. Uh, staff members from from notable rpg studios uh the studio is dear villagers so i'll be certainly getting in on this one and they actually gave the release date here which we knew about this game before but it's coming out obviously on september 30th which isn't too far away so that's oh, that's good got an inter- it's got an interesting art style to be fair cool um Two point campus be done. Super Monkey Ball. Mario Party sells itself. Yeah, I was I was surprised by that because wasn't there only a Mario Party very recently? A couple years ago. Yeah, Yeah. like it's and they they only announced there a few months ago, which is a big win for people that they were bringing online multiplayer because before the new Mario Party when it first came out was um, local multiplayer only. But this is going to be. Um, they announced that that one was. They were bringing in adding online multiplayer for it. So I'm surprised, given that they only recently rolled out a, a quite a notable update for the previous Mario Party game that they've they've announced a new one already. But I'm sure people, the people who love Mario Party, are are going to be all over it, and it's it's not too far away. Yeah, Metroid Dread. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy the the Metroid 2D games. It's been a while since there's been a brand new one. Um, There was the remake of Metroid 2 on the 3DS a few years ago. Um, But it's been a while since that, and as I said, that was simply a remake. It looks like this is really popular. Um, I I think the pre-orders have have sold out um, already. Um, people are gagging for it. It's coming out on August 10th, so it's only about six six weeks or so away. Um, developed by Mercury Steam, of course, the um, Spanish studio behind the Castlevania, the, the most recent Castlevania titles. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it, it looked it looked really good. It's not Metroid Prime 4. They did name drop Metroid Prime 4 and said it's still in development, but they're clearly a while away from from uh, showing that one off. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be picking up Metroid Dread. Is it one that interests you at all? Nintendo me, it kind of slipped by me. It just really did. Really did. Like, no affiliation to Mario or Zelda or anything like that. I was a PlayStation boy, and then I became an Xbox man. That's how it is, Carl. That's how it is. <laughs> just Dance, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, Cruising in Blast, it just looks like an arcade. Arcade racer, that's yeah. exactly what it is. You, you've but all played a, them at the arcade. <laughs> yeah, it's a con- console exclusive, so I suppose that's that's notable for Switch, and it's coming out not in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I yeah played it on uh, Xbox a new DLC I presume or is it, yeah uh, yeah whatever it's a couple of years old now good game but yeah Mario Golf I'd play the shit out of that let's be honest yeah I I do like a Mario Golf or a Mario Tennis game yes. um and it's it's just around the corner so I, oh. I may I may well pick this one up it's 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 certainly tempting we'll see how expensive it is um. Monster Hunter. We we just talked about that. <laughs> Warrior what that get it together. September tenth. These mean nothing to me. Uh, I yeah, I've never gotten WarioWare, but pe- people love them. It's a cool classic, and people have been surprised that it's taken so long for another WarioWare game to come. So here it is. I'm sure people will play this one. And it's not too long away. I mean, looking at these titles, WarioWare and and, um, Metroid Dread and Mario Party, that's like three three games and three first-party exclusives in as many months. Well, technically, I suppose Metroid Dread is the second-party game because they don't own Mercury's team. But it's come I watching? Eh? <laughs> it's a it's a first-party it's a first-party uh, IP. Um, so yeah, it's like quietly Nintendo are racking up a lot of exclusives this this fall. Hmm. Shin Megami Tensei Five. That's a me game. I'll I'll be all over that. It's the the mainline series of the Persona. So Persona was a spin-off from Shin Megami Tensei. Um. So yeah, I'll I'll be all over that. And it's another exclusive, and it's out in November. So they they've pretty much got an exclusive a month running up to to uh, Christmas, um, which is pretty cool. Um. Next up is another me game, and one I'm particularly excited about, which is Danganronpa Decadence. I own the Danganronpa games that. on Vita and PS4, but I just never got around to playing them. I always wanted to. I I love the idea of. I've watched the anime and everything, and it's just it's such a cool concept. So the fact that the three games are coming together in a collection for Switch. I'm just gonna pick, and Switch is the perfect platform to play them on. I'm gonna pick that up and and play those those on my Switch. So I'm excited for that one, and it's coming out later this year. And now that's not an exclusive. I think that well, technically that collection, or at least a a version of that collection, has already come out for PS4 in the past. And I'd imagine this this version will be coming out on on PS5 and potentially Xbox. But I don't think Danganronpa has ever been on Xbox, so that would be interesting i'd play this 
I'd find I'd kind of be a bit shamed, but I'd play this game. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like a murderous teddy bear. It's great. Uh, it looks like a it looks like a perfect Switch game, though, as you say. Uh, Fatal Frame, Maiden of Blackwater. Um, I talked about how Wii U games seem to be all making their way to the Switch, so that we could just forget that Wii U ever existed. And this was one I forgot about that was a previously a Wii U exclusive, and now it's making its way. So I'm more, even though we didn't get. Xenoblade Chronicles X at this showcase. I'm more convinced than ever that that will be announced <laughs> before the year is out because they are literally that and Star Fox. Once they're announced, the Wii U is completely dead. It's a completely pointless console because all its exclusives will be on the Switch. So uh, I'm this this just more than ever convinced me of of what I already knew. Um, but yeah, no, if you like your survival horror games, Fatal Frame has always been a, a solid series. Cool. Uh, Doom, yeah. Tony Hawk, yeah. Strange Brigade. Yeah, that that was one that was a, a day and date launch. Um, so it, yeah. it's always nice when they do those little things. Um, and it, it, you know, to to have a game there and then, like even if it's not necessarily a game that interests you you do like to see games because, you know, we're watching these things and we're talking about Xbox. It's like, oh, it's 2022, 2022, mm. 2022. Um, so it, it's nice that um, we, we got something uh, that, that can be played straight away. Um, it's like a third-person co-op shooter. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. A lot of them. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure it's one I'm going to play, but uh, nonetheless, as I said, I, I like those little shadow drops. Yeah, I, I do like them. Um, Mario plus Rabbids, we've done we Advanced Wars 1 plus 2. My moment of E3. This is what I've been waiting for, guy. I love the Advanced Wars game. Advanced Wars 1 and 2 and the Game Boy Advance, I own them. Advanced Wars Black Hole, no, Black Hole was too. Whatever the one on the DS was called, I own that as well. And then the series kind of just died. Like that, that was, that was it. And there was kind of, there's been games more recently. There's like Tiny Metal, um, which I never got the chance to check out. And there was also Wargroove, which was similar, but with like kind of medieval fancy rather than with uh, armies. But they were ne- none of them are Advanced Wars. And I was wondering, would we ever get an Advanced Wars again? So I lost my mind when uh, I did, because I just, I never, I hadn't heard any hint of this. I had no expectations of it. Uh, straight away, I was taking pictures of my TV and sending them to Matt, because that's who I used to play these games with. I cannot wait. I, I will be picking <laughs> this up. And it, it like, it completes the, the, as I said, the one exclusive a month running up to, to Christmas for, for Nintendo, like quietly, like they've had a great little E3 with, with what they've shown here. They, they, as you said, Xbox didn't really have much in, in the, the near future. Nintendo does like Nintendo have plenty Everything. of reasons <laughs> for you to play your switch. Hmm. Certainly interesting. I mean, to be honest, the advanced wars looks like something I played. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're, they're awesome games. I can't I recommend them enough. Uh, Hyrule Warrior Age of Calamity. Is this DLC? Yeah, I own Age of Calamity. It's one of those uh, Omega Force games. It's it's like a, a Dynasty Warriors, but with Zelda. Zelda. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of story-wise, it's supposed to be set like as a prequel to Breath of the Wild. 
um, and it's like battles that took place like a hundred years before Breath of the Wild. So um, it's it was a sequel to Hyrule Warriors. So yeah, not not said that if you like your your Dynasty Warriors type games, you're you're gonna like Age of Calamity and yeah, this is the expansion pass. You know, more more of the same. Um, yeah, not not much more to say on that one. Fair dues, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Where does this yeah, rank in classic games? I'll be jumping on this. I, I I picked it up for the Wii just as the Wii was dying. And then I expected it would get ported to Wii, Wii U, but then Wii U died. So it's nice that it's coming to Switch and I'll finally get to play it. It's a bit shitty that they've hidden fast travel behind an amiibo. I'm not, not sure if you, you read much on that, but you have to buy an amiibo to be able to fast travel in the game. That sounds horrendous. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Now, there'll be ways around it, not to what I'm encouraging that kind of thing, but I know like people in like Etsy and stuff tend to sell these like um, scans of Amiibos that you can use to get the content on the cheap, that kind of thing. So people will find their ways around it, but it's, it's pretty shady to be asking people to spend like 20 quid on an Amiibo to get fast travel in a mm. game. Like I think that should come as standard. Yeah, true. Uh, the, well, I, I caught the end of this, so I like watched... I pretty much caught Hyrule Warriors onwards, because I think... I can't remember what day it was. I was watching something. It's probably the Euros. Um... So I caught this, and he kept saying final announcement, so I thought he was finishing with this game and watch thing. So I thought that was the final announcement. But yeah, this was... Uh, yeah, this was something. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm... Like, they did... Obviously, they did the Mario Game & Watch last year, and it had, like, the first Super Mario Bros. game on it, and it had the Game & Watch Mario Bros. game on it and it had some other little Game & Watch game on it and that was it and I I hemmed and hawed about getting it because I thought the Game & Watch looked really cool but I was like I'm not really going to play I own the first Super Mario Bros. on so many things like I, I have it obviously on I have a, a, a Nintendo Classic I have it on there um, I have it on the Super Nintendo Classic as well as part of All-Stars. Like, I I can play this game if I want to. Um, and it was only that one game. If they'd put on kind of a few Mario titles, I might have been tempted. But just with the, the price. So I think it went cheap one day. I think, like, the they were celebrating the Mario anniversary or something. And they, they made it cheap on Amazon for one day. And I didn't pull the trigger and then went back up. And then it sold out in most places. And then I was like, fuck that. I'm not paying for, you know, the full price for it. But I always kind of wondered if they do a Zelda one. And if so, if it would tempt me. So when they announced, when this came on, I thought, oh, it's just going to be the first Zelda and like a little game and watch game. And I was like, I'm not sure if that would be enough for it. But it's the first Zelda. It's the second Zelda. And then they completely, like, I did not expect this at all. They also added in the, the Game Boy game, The Adventure of Link, which I mentioned earlier in, I think, part one of this show is my favorite Zelda title. So I'll be all over this this game and watch. And probably 
because I think that these will be a lot more popular than the Mario one, I, I think I might even just pull the trigger day one and and gonna get it as an early Christmas present to myself. Nice, nice little thing to have on the shelf. Um, so I was I was hyped at it. They could have for me for most people probably they needed to have the next game we're gonna discuss. But for me, they could have ended the show right on the game and watch. It's very much a Carl thing. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But they didn't finish it on a Carl thing. They finished it on Breath of the Wild two, which. Might be well, a that's a, <laughs> that's a whole. I think it's gonna be. They've said it's gonna be called something different, but they didn't want to reveal the title because the title could have spoilers for what no. the game's gonna be about. Um, I I don't quite understand that, but uh, nonetheless, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I've been meaning to play Breath of the Wild for a while. This this might finally give me a push. I'm surprised it's twenty. 22 given that it was rumored that they were going to announce the switch pro and that this was going to be the the launch game for the switch pro i don't think this means the switch pro is delayed because as we've discussed there's about six fucking exclusives coming before this year's out so there's enough reason to be playing them on on the best version of the console um, so I, I don't I don't think I'd rule out a Switch Pro, but I, I am surprised that this is 2022. I really thought they were going to drop this and say it was coming out this this winter. Again, not that they need it because there are so many games, but I, I did expect it this winter. I mean, what were your thoughts on on this? Did it did do you think it was a show stopping end to the showcase? Or I mean, from my perspective, no, because I have no relationship with Zelda whatsoever, and I'm. Kind of been, I've been pointless this last bit, <laughs> the last two bits as well. Square, I've been fucking useless as well. But no, I think from what from people who've played, obviously Breath of the Wild one, or whatever the hell it's going to be called, um, the sequel, it didn't look too much different for me. But it seems like there's going to be more verticality in it or something like that, more sky boxing or whatever. Um, so yeah, look, it looked fine. It didn't look like any big jump from the first one, but. I say that as someone who's not played that I actually own the first one, but I've never like been on it. Um, so yeah, it looked fine. If I if I was a Nintendo fan or a Zelda fan, I'd, it would probably mean a lot more to me, obviously. But yeah, it looked from what you've said as someone who's obviously much more in the clue with uh, with Nintendo, it probably looks like an excellent show. And Breath of the Wild's obviously the cherry on the top. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really solid. I mean, the the games we already knew about that they were just kind of confirming Switch launches from. They they were literally only on screen for a few seconds each. They they didn't they while they did technically overthread by showing games that were shown before. They didn't really give them much time. They just wanted to be like it's coming to Switch. So I mean that that in itself is um is nice and well. Uh, Although a couple of them obviously were coming to Switch because they're Switch exclusives, i.e. Mario plus Rabbids. But nonetheless, um, they really just focused, the, the focus was placed on their exclusives that we didn't know about yet. Um, and there's, as we said, there's so many of them. So it, it really, as always, I mean, some people will point out and say, oh, the Switch doesn't have all these um, kind of third-party games that you can get on Xbox and PlayStation. And while that's true, they don't need them because they have so many... You know, when you see a Nintendo exclusive, you can be like 90% sure it's going to be a great game. 
And then on top of that, then they just offer a great home for indies and RPGs, um, which for me personally, you know, is, is what I'm all about. So, I mean, I, I thought it was a, a great showing and it, it, it's, it's difficult for me to decide who won E3, as people say, because I, I thought both Nintendo and Xbox really did, did a lot. They, they approached it differently. As we said, Nintendo is very much, this is what we've got coming this year. Xbox is really like, this is why you should get an Xbox and be ready for the future. It's, it's a different approach, but nonetheless, I, I thought they, they both impressed. I mean, what, what did you think of Nintendo? Well, see, as I didn't watch the whole thing, as I keep saying, Nintendo's doesn't mean much to me. By the sounds of it, maybe this is moving a negative prick towards Xbox, but it probably sounds like Nintendo won, because I always view E3 as what's coming this year, or in at the very worst, the early parts of next year. So in, in that sense, the fact that pretty much everything, apart from Breath of the Wild, I'd, I'd say that's a big win for uh, for Nintendo, really. I think Xbox has been very uh, was very promising, as, as we say. But when when you go on Twitter, or gaming Twitter or YouTube or whatever, and it says Xbox had the best E three ever, it's like they didn't did the come on. We've seen Sony used to be the masters of it. It just it wasn't to that level. Um, but for Nintendo fans, it seems like an overwhelmingly great show for the then for the now and the future yeah no i certainly agree with that i mean if you're looking at it from a point of view of which company gave you the most reason to own their console in the next 12 months clearly nintendo because i mean they they even in the next six months they just have so much packed in uh, whereas there's very little for the 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 rest so with that in mind, um, I suppose, and, and you know, when you look at it from that aspect, you, you probably have to, to give the edge to, to Nintendo. But as I said, nonetheless, there were certainly both entertaining showcases and there, there wasn't really any, any time to look away from the screen and think, oh, I'm bored. I don't want to, this, this guy's talking too much about his game or, or whatever the case, you know. They, I think they were both well, well presented, um, which is which is good to see. I mean, speaking of the platform holders, I mean, do you think Sony missed a trick by not being at E three again, by not putting on some sort of state of play or, or something this week? Probably not, because if they've got nothing to sell, I don't see what they could. Because we've obviously had the. 20 odd mins of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 last month or a couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't think there's much they could show up with. Like, do you really want to milk more of Ratchet and Clank, which is obviously already out? Unless they were ready to show God of War, but they seem to like to focus on one big game at a time. So, yeah, I don't think they've missed out because they can't even sell consoles because they're not in stock. <laughs> so I don't think they've missed. I don't think they've missed a the trick too much. But I think if it's this time next year and there isn't a big Sony show announced, I think people like yourself and other Sony fans obviously will be quite worried because beyond God of War, there's not really much announced. Obviously, we know there's stuff like Spider Man in the work, but it doesn't seem to be the big influx 
what seemingly Nintendo and Xbox have. Yeah, it was it was kind of, you know, as you said, there was the Horizon showcase and, and we wondered if they were maybe going to go away after that and, and be quiet for a few months. But they, they kind of came out in, in little bits and the, the run up to E3, obviously, I think Herman Holtz gave a, an interview last week in which he once again reiterated that they have loads of exclusives on the way. He made a, a point to suggest that there's no difference to him between, you know, a, a game from Sony's first party studios and a game that's done in in partnership with a third party uh, like like the partnership we were discussing earlier um, and he name dropped some of the, the studios they've recently announced partnerships with I don't think that sat well with a lot of people because people were like well of course there's a difference and, and it made people question is this because Sony have very little beyond what we know about already in the the, the, the near future um, and that they're, they're trying to desperately get these these third-party partnerships to, to try and compete with Xbox because they know Xbox have this fleet of studios that are that are going to be releasing games over the, the next 18 months let's say um so that 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 was concerning and, and obviously they also announced that God of War will be coming to PS4 which again didn't sit well with fans because they now feel that God of War Ragnarok is going to be dragged down by the PS4 version uh, like as we were talking about earlier, it looks like Xbox are set to abandon, uh, you know, p- previous gen before PlayStation will. And roll back six months ago, and it looked completely opposite because Xbox were talking about supporting Xbox One for another eighteen months at least, while Sony were kind of saying, "Oh, it's new console. We move on to new new platforms." It, it's just weird how they they've almost reversed roles on that. Um. And of course, they they popped in on the the summer game fest to talk about their indies. I, I think they, that's another thing they seem to be pushing is these these partnership with indies. You know, it, it's it's almost like they're trying to make up for something. Even though, again, as we talked about, Xbox has a lot of great indie partnerships as well, and they're putting a lot of them in Game Pass, which is an extra edge to their sword. So I just when Sony finally, I. I I don't think the Herman Holst interview nor I think Bend came out and talked about they have a game in development and Team Asobi came out and talked about how excited they are to be working on a new game. I think it's another Astrobot game, but I just I just think they'd have been better just staying completely quiet, in all honesty, you know, after mm-hmm. the horizon thing and just waiting till the fall if they can come out with a you know, a half an hour stay to play that shows us what's to come and gives us something to look forward to. I, I don't, I think they felt forced to say something because it's E3 season and when they didn't have anything worthwhile saying and it's just kind of ended up in a negative spin for them, unfortunately. So I think, you know, it's hard to say who's the winner between Nintendo and Xbox here, but I, I think Sony are certainly the loser and they, they weren't even technically at E3. Yeah, I think even if they say like the Horizons you don't show showcase just for something this week on a quieter week, it probably would have been like that's probably there's a go boom, that's the best game of E three. That probably would have been the better thing to do. Um but uh, hey ho they'll probably next this time next year they'll probably dump out like fucking <laughs> eight exclusives or something like that. Uh but yeah, I think it's quiet but well, we've seen it, like Insomniac will just churn out like absolute banger games. <laughs> so I won't be overly concerned, but yeah. Well that's it, Carl. We can now like get out of our chairs and 
use our legs, which aren't working. <laughs> yeah. That's where we're going to finish up because, Christ, I need some food and a drink. Uh, but thank you, everyone, who's listened to both parts. If you listen to one back-to-back, you're a lunatic and I love you. Thank you, Carl, um, for your time. I need to get out of my room before I pass out because it's really warm. Goodbye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.